Hello and welcome in to our very first podcast, The Barn Burner. I'm Sal Miliato. Across the table is Mike Velarde. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great, Sal. You know, I'm very excited. I've been in your basement many times, but for something of this magnitude, I think it's it speaks. It speaks to the situation. It almost like speaks volume, kind of. There is, you know? there's there volume is, there being spoken. There's the volume being spoken. Let's introduce ourselves. Since this is a sports podcast, we are both from Oswego. I'm an Oswego alum. You will be graduating from Oswego in the May. spring. Yeah. So, you know, both like sports, love sports, talk sports. You could say that. And now we're doing a podcast. So just kind of like run over your team's. And everything, and then I'll, and then I'll do mine. So just so for the fans that listen to the podcast, if we ever become biased, they know why. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I ever get biased against my team, it's I'm fucking hate it. I'm not gonna lie. The Jets, the Jets, the Mets, and the Islanders. Those are my those are my three teams. My God, it is it was it is miserable. It is bad. The Islanders, they've been winning. The Mets got Steve Cohen, but the Jets, you know, it's like they. They set a new low for themselves. Like everyone was like, "Oh wow, remember when the Jets had Rex Ryan and he liked feet, and then they had the butt fumble? Like that was like a low for Jets fans." But like, what the hell's going on? I, yeah. I don't know. It's you know, and then for me, I'm Vikings, Yankees, and Rangers. So I got so we have mostly we do cover all New York teams in this podcast, and the only outsider team is the Vikings, and you know. You'll hear from me time to time on this podcast, probably just complaining about the Vikings. But today I'll have my chance to complain about the Yankees. And just to everyone who will be listening, we will release podcasts every Friday and Monday. Most of the time might be Tuesday, could be Thursday. You never know, but two times a week. Definitely you'll have all sports content here. Have a few segments we're going to introduce that will be on every single podcast of ours. And you'll be able to find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and I believe I believe the whole it. nine. I the believe, nine. yeah. Shout out to Anchor.fm. We use that for our uh, making it podcasting is easier than ever with Anchor.fm. You know, you just go in, sign up, and it does all the publishing and distributing for you. You just got to go in there, make a title, make a picture, make a description, and then you just upload your episodes there, and it sends them out to everywhere. All right, well, let's jump right into this. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the Mets. The New York Mets missed the playoffs this year, Mike, as you know. Yes. But according to their new owner, Steve Cohen, he said that he expects to lose $400 million in the first two years as an owner. But if he spends the money wisely, it could be a really good investment for the team long term. So I turn to you. Who do you think the Mets should sign and why is it a good fit? I think you look at two names. You look at Real Muto and you look at Trevor Bauer. Those two big guys. I mean, the Mets already have at a peak healthy rotation, you have... DeGrom, Syndergaard, Stroman, if he resigns, I don't know what the hell he's doing. No one knows what the hell he's doing. And Mats, if he likes to, if he decides to pitch, Mats can be a good pitcher. But uh, I think you have no reason to not add Trevor Bauer. And Trevor Bauer could be a good buffer between <clears throat> maybe DeGrom and uh, Syndergaard. Kind of spread out your starters a little bit more in the sense you kind of get a stronger front on the rotation. Because going into this year, or going, last season, it's really. You had Syndergaard, who was back-to-back Cy Young winner. You had, uh, no, sorry, DeGrom was back-to-back Cy Young. Syndergaard came in, and then he needed Tommy John, so he was out for the season. Stroman was injured. Then the second he's able to come back, he opts out, so he's gone, and his contract's up now. And you kind of look to wonder, 
what, what the hell happened? You know, you have guys like David Peterson pitching. You, you get all these young guys coming in. Um, you kind of want to look to bolster your rotation going into next season. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't sign uh, Trevor Bauer. And then on the catching side, you had Wilson Ramos, who, my God, is – he had he was good his first year. Last year he was okay. But he had like a twenty is, game hit streak. What's like what, Realmuto is he wants two hundred million dollars. So are you willing to pay if Steve Cohen's willing Sal, to dish Sal. out four hundred million dollars? South. Steve Realmuto, Cohen though, spent one point three billion dollars on that. a fucking statue that points. I understand. That's that. all it does. Is he gonna be pointing at a World Series with those yes, two players? Yes. With those oh, two. with the money? You're pointing to victory. And where he's pointing to is in the direction of Trevor Bauer and Romero. Now, in my opinion, I think Syndergaard could have an off year only because he's coming off the Tommy John. Even more. Even more of a reason to sign him because now you have an even stronger rotation. So, I, I do like the Bauer, and I do think they're going to go after Romero. I think they're, that's the only viable option at catcher for the Mets. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try to maybe go after Tanaka or Paxton from the Yankees because I don't think that you know Yankees are going to be able to keep both of them. And the interesting thing too to me is that the Mets, you know, they play so well and when the time they need to play well, like at the end of the season when we were playing, we had those few poker nights when we were watching the Met games and you were like, "Oh, they win the next couple, they'll make the playoffs." They don't win those games, but they win the games that they shouldn't win. You know what I mean? Nah, I mean, think about it. Last uh this past season, this regular season, they lasted until the penultimate day of the season, the second to last day of the that season. That's true. And it was a doubleheader against Washington. And, you know, they they obviously lost the first game, but I think regardless, you know, you had teams ahead of you that had to lose out that weren't losing out. The Giants, they were kind of getting there, but I think they I don't think they actually played. But the Brewers, the Brewers That's made true. it, and they that got in. They, they, they won that game. Now, who do the Mets stay away from, though? Like, who do they – who would be a free agent, you know – that you would not sign or that you would not trade for because of the contract or because of whatever the situation has to be? Um, I stay away from re-signing Wilson Ramos. I, if He has no reason to be on this you, team. Do you want Gary Sanchez? God, no. We'll I want Real Muto. That's, that's our catcher. You're just going to have one catcher? Bring somebody up from AAA? Well, no, we have we have Tomas Nito. Okay, you're right. I, I like Nito. Nito's good. Nito's good. Nito's a good backup, and he pitches well. With or he catches well with the Grom and Syndergaard. They now, like pitching now him. Let me ask you this question: If you you're a diehard Mets fan, right? Yeah. Let's just say you get Rob Muto, right? Okay. And for some reason, Degrom or Syndergaard is like, I don't really, I don't really want to have Rob Muto catch for me, right? Because okay. let's just say it doesn't work, right? Would that Muto. be like a problem to you? Would you see that as an issue? No. You would. Degrom's a back to back. Degrom's a back to back Cy Young winner. Probably might on the verge. I mean, Bauer put up some pretty good numbers, but he might be a three-time triple Whoa. crown Cy Young winner for this year. If he wins this year, yeah, but they're two different divisions, so they. I mean, conferences, so they could win. He could win the Cy Young because Bauer pitched in the AL, right? Didn't he this year? No, I think the Reds are in the. The Reds are in the oh, NL. Right. He was on the Reds this year. Okay, so, so maybe no, uh, Bieber, Shane Bieber's oh, right, winning Bieber. the AL from the Indians, but um. I mean, nah, I don't care. You, you got to cater to your stars. And I understand that Real Muto is someone that could put power into the lineup and put power behind the plate, and is a very smart guy. But if, you know, God forbid something happens where DeGrom and Syndergaard are like, no. Then I'd be like, okay, Tomas Nito, someone that you've been pitching to for years, someone that right. understands your pitches, and someone that, you know, knows what to do in these situations, someone that you can trust. 
All right, that's pretty good. I like Thanks. that. I think I think the Mets. You know, I, I root for them. And, oh really? You know, that's, not, that's well, cute. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'll I'll root for them. You know, like I don't I don't dislike the Mets. I think that they you know deserve a shot. You know, you got to give them a chance, right? I uh, I can't say the same about the Yankees, but it's not like yeah. it's under really against the team. It's, it's just it's like the, the fans. fans. I understand. I do understand. They're twenty seven ring. They're gonna go for twenty eight, and then they get washed in the first round. Like, come on. Well, the second, but you know, it was it was it was the out. first round. If there was no wild card, would they even made the playoffs if there was a wild card? Yeah. Well, with without the wild card round, without the extra spot in the wild card, yeah. yes. Okay. But so, so I guess we could so. jump right into the Yankees because obviously it yeah, was a it was a, it was a good segue. Off season. You're welcome. I do appreciate that, but you know, here's the thing, right? I cannot express enough how much I dislike Gary Sanchez. I cannot express that enough. I would rather have you catch behind the plate because you know what. You probably can do a better job blocking. I don't care. If, I actually caught for the softball you know, team. Remember I, that? I, I do Our intramural that. softball I, I do. team. I, I was. I don't care plate. how good your bat is. I don't care if Gary Sanchez is going to hit fucking 450 in a season. Because you know what? He can't throw. And I don't care if he has arguably the best arm in baseball. Because he doesn't. Okay? He stinks. I hope Gary Sanchez gets shipped off because I cannot stand him. And Cashman and Boone both said that he is going to stay. And I don't like that. And I, and I don't really know if I agree with the opinion of Boone staying as the Yankees manager because the only reason he is the manager of the team is because he had one home run his entire career that led them to the World Series when they won the ALCS against the Red Sox back in, like, who knows what year, 98? No, not 98. Probably in the, I don't know, one of those seasons around there. You have 27 rings. It's one, yeah, it's it's, one it's of those one of the, It's one, it's of, those one of the 27 it, prob- it was probably, and, you know, the interesting thing, too, is that he has made horrible pitching decisions throughout the year, and he just doesn't manage a game well. I just don't like it, but whatever. But I, I can't stand Gary Sanchez. He can't catch Garrett Cole for his life, and Kyle Higashioka deserves to be the starter, and, uh, and, and, that's, uh, and that's what I think about that. That's what you think about that? Yeah. Now, talking about free agency, yeah. you asked me who I want. Yeah. Who do you want? I only want them to sign, re-sign DJ LeMahieu. I think that's the best option. He played the best this year. He won the batting title. I think you get rid of Van Duhar finally. I think you finally get rid of Brett Gardner because he's been on the team prior to 2009. He's the only one on the team from the last World Series. And I would give anybody else a shot in left field. And I think that they need another pitcher. I think they should deal Paxton or Hap or Tanaka if they really want to. But I think they need to keep one of them, and deal two of them and get another starter. They're not going to get Bauer because they're not going to outbid the Mets because the Mets are going to get Bauer unless the Reds miraculously decide to pick money out of their ass, but that's not going to happen. And he's going to go to a team that's going to contend. Not that the Reds didn't, but I just don't think he's going to be able to go to the Yankees. Yeah, Bauer, if you guys follow Bauer on Twitter, you can see that he kind of likes to jump around and just always – he always throws his two cents on teams like, oh, I think this team could use some starting starting uh, pitching. Yeah. Or, oh, you need here. And then someone said, wait, so you're not re-signing with the Reds? And he was like, I never said that. Like, he just likes to make – and Trevor Bauer is a great personality, I think. He's a very funny guy. He's not afraid to speak his mind, which, I mean, for the fans, it's fun to know, and it's nice, but for uh, Rob Manfred, he hates it. Yeah, he. I think they didn't. They start finding players yeah. for speaking and, you know, out against if the rules. I'm, if I'm Trevor Bauer, I wouldn't want to be part of an organization who had um, Tom Brenneman as their announcer <laughs> because you know we obviously had that comment this year that Tom Brenneman said, and you know 
It's just it's it's as unfortunate because I did like Thom as a Thom. football. Thom Brennan. This football. dude's name first name was Thom. Oh, really like I, you you had to wonder is that when his parents spelt his first name, do you think they just thought Thomas T H O M A S? Oh wait, oh it's already well, maybe it's just, well. I mean, obviously he's it is Tom, but I've never seen anybody use their nickname as T H O M, just T O M. You know, like how the H does before. Tom Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't get know. it. But anyway, I mean, that's besides the point. But I, I just think that you know the Yankees season wasn't a bust necessarily, but you didn't make it where you wanted to go to. You yeah. just didn't. You just didn't get there, unfortunately. I want to raise something to you. Okay. I've seen this go on Twitter a couple of times here and there. Yes. With Aaron Judge's consistent injuries, yep. would you consider trading him if the haul is good? And would you want to – are you okay with the possibility of him leaving, but you get something in return? Well, it depends on what you get in return because the problem is the Yankees absolutely lost on the John Carlos Stanton deal. As much as I was excited to have him, I think they lost because of the money in the contract, not because of the player. I mean, he plays well. He played in the postseason well, but he was hurt most of the season again, and he was last season. He didn't play a lot, and it's unfortunate because he was a good player, and he didn't win the home run derby, and he didn't win, I think, an AL award. Right? Was he? Was that he reminds MVP? me of another New York player who won uh, who won a home run derby and then Aaron went Judge. to it. No. Who? Oh, Yolani Which we didn't even Yo-Lani. touch on that with the Mets. We didn't even talk. Because, you know, I don't want to get into that. You know, but yeah, but that's another thing. They, the trade, uh, the trade was okay. I forgot who they gave up, but I mean. Now, where did Cespedes come from again? I believe it was, he was on the athletics. I think it was Detroit. Detroit? The, the Tigers. Yeah, it was, a, it was a Tiger. That's what I thought. So, he was on Detroit. Or he, I think he was on the athletics when he won. And... Well, he won the home run derby, and then he got ended up on the Tigers, and the Mets traded him to the Tigers. or the, he got traded to the Mets from the Tigers, and that trade, you know, if you remember the whole Wilmer Flores climbing yes. on the field with almost uh, almost with getting cargo, yeah. But that whole thing propelled, like they went to the World Series that year. They did, and, and that was a very good and it was a trade. good acquisition. But then he got hurt on his ranch. But see, and then see whatever happened, the trade wasn't the problem. It was the four year right. contract afterwards where he was. Getting a wild bar, bar incident. He could not stop Which, hurting his leg. The other thing, too, like, that's interesting is he started this season, and then in a press conference, I remember watching the press conference. I was out at my girlfriend's house, and they just said, yeah, he's not, you know, he's opting out of the season after starting the season, which I even thought was more interesting because in a contract year, you would think you wanted to be at your so-called, quote-unquote, prove-it season. Okay, so there's a reason behind that, and he was owed a certain amount of money, and with the whole details of his contract getting worked out and the Mets like reworked his contract with all these injuries and they were like listen if you play less than this amount of games um, you're going to get this money you play more than this amount of games you're going to get that money more money the Wilpons being the fucking Wilpons literally were like okay so we're not going to give you your money we're going to keep you at that thing so they kind of pressured Luis Rojas into not starting Cespedes not making sure his money was guaranteed and to kind of fuck him over yeah, yeah they, were, they were just trying to fuck him over because there's a Will Pond and they didn't want to spend extra money and they didn't want to, you know, all this and that. So then Cespedes, being Cespedes, says, fuck you. Was like, yeah, I'm, I'm opting playing. out. Yeah. So instead of the Mets just saying, okay, yeah, Yoana Cespedes opted out, they started a fucking rumor that he just disappeared from his hotel yeah. room. And that, if you remember that story coming out, that. they just said, Yoana Cespedes missing. So that yeah. they tried to paint this picture against them, like, oh, look, he just up and left the team. What a dickhead. Everyone point and laughing. But everyone's like, nah, we're putting point and laugh at you. Yeah. You know, talking to the Wilpons. So, yeah, that the, the Sanchez trade for the Yankees was bad, but 
the Mets re-signing of Ioannis Cespedes was bad. Well, I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. And, you know, to just kind of cap off the MLB here, you know, we have a ALCS and an NLCS that kind of, not that fans didn't expect it, but the Dodgers are being the Dodgers again in the postseason. You know, yes. they won last night by, what, it was a 15-3, I think? Uh, 15-3, I believe so. I, I believe 12 runs in the first inning. 12 runs in the first, which is a postseason record, by the way. Fun fact, when the Mets scored 12 runs in, in an inning back four years ago, I was there at that game. Right. Franchise record, by the way, was against the Giants. Did you have fun? I did have fun. I saw a, I saw a Yoannis Cespedes Grand Slam. Yeah, you probably won't see that again. No, but the fact that I saw it. Well, that's, you know, a memory to have. Yeah, I saw Yoannis Cespedes Grand Slam, and with how little he played, that's like, yeah, that's, 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 that's a Yoannis slammer right there. Now, the, the important thing here to note is, like, we, we all talked about going into the ALCS, if the Yankees or Rays, whoever came out of that series, was going to beat the Astros, because the Astros were kind of falling off, because they're, uh, all of their batting averages were like 150, 200, and then they came around and were batting like 375, 400, yes. back to Astros normal. And now they're down 3-1 against the Rays going into tonight. Seven well, the Rays, is also, the Rays are also a very good team. The Rays are very good Glass team. Now is Glass very now is good. Snell. Um, I Blake believe Snell. Chris is uh, – no, Curtis is pitching tonight. Uh, and uh, I believe for the uh, – the Astros are starting a rookie pitcher in a do-or-die game five, which I thought was kind of interesting. But they threw Granky last night. And then in the NLCS, you have the Braves up 2-1. to one. And for you as a Met fan, you know, who, who do you really – you know, oh, you, the Braves. You want the Braves over the I want Dodgers? The, I want the Braves to beat the Dodgers, but I want anyone. I've, I, the Rays, I'm okay with the Rays winning it all because in my head, it's just like, okay, Tampa, you know, another Tampa team winning. Right. And I, like I said, I joked around on Twitter. I was like, well, with the Bolts winning the Cup and the Rays, if they win the World Series, I mean, it, this was back when Miami was playing the Lakers. I was like, if the Lakers won, I mean, the Miami won. Like, it's, it's like the year of the Floridian. Like, yeah. The Bucks automatically win the Super Bowl. At that they would point. have to. They I would mean, have to. Would, right? even, even if matter. they didn't win, they even still if they didn't won. Win, they would get a trophy. Yeah. For like being in Florida. Being a, being a Tampa Bay team. Yeah. Or just a Florida team because Miami. Yeah. But regardless, I want the Braves to win for the sole fact that I am still salty about 2015. I despise Chase Utley with all of my heart, and I just want that team to suffer. Although I'm not gonna lie, Mookie Betts was a great addition to my fantasy lineup, and I won that league. But congratulations! Thank you. But I, I, I also I think the Braves deserve a lot of respect. You know, I remember watching games with the Mets would just beat around them, and Freddie Freeman is I love. So is Acuna, Ronald Acuna Marcel. Jr. Yeah. Oh yeah, Acuna. Okay, Marcel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Marcel Azuna. Marcel Azuna too. I was thinking. Yeah, uh, but Ronald. Yeah, all of them. Great guys on that team. Uh, Max Fried's a great pitcher. Yeah. You know, and the Braves were kind of a quiet team early on. Yeah, and then they were know, good last year. They were good but they, last year. I think year. they got they got beat in the play. They got I think they got badly. they got beat in the ALDS last year. I if think I'm it was not like mistaken, they got because I, if I believe it was uh, Dodgers and uh, can't think of the other team in the NLCS last season because it was uh, the Yankees and Astros in the A in the uh, ALCS last year, and the Astros won that, um, I believe. I think. Cardinals. Yeah, it was the Cardinals. The Cardinals beat them. I think they – no, they didn't sweep them, but they uh, – Well, you know. They, whatever. The Cardinals beat them, and then the Cardinals went on to face the Nationals. Yeah. And be, the rest is history. The rest is just Nationals getting it and, you know. See, with the Nationals uh, – see, that's just another thing too is that I wasn't, I wasn't okay with the Nationals winning. 
but I was like, I'll take it. Because it's just another big F you to Bryce Harper. And I despise Bryce Harper. Yeah, a lot of I despise the entire Philadelphia Phillies team. I despise Bryce Harper, except for Real Muto if he signs. That's like the Then you'll exception. like him. It's kinda like it's kinda like in any sport, like when you have a player that signs with your team who you like absolutely hate. Or like you hate the organization, but then they help Henrik your team Lundqvist out. to the Caps. Then they help your team out so much and then you're like, Well, I guess, you know, it's unfortunate, but I have to root for this player now. Uh, yeah, yeah in, in a in a one quiz situation to the Caps, which we will get to. Uh, yeah, that's that's for later. In a little that's, while, but that's a surprise tool we'll use later. You know, so the MLB's got a lot of stuff. Obviously, for both of our teams and the Mets and Yankees, they have to sort their stuff out. I, I think the Mets, after free agency, could be in a lot better position than the Yankees. And now I'm not saying because of money wise, but just because of the talent that they can acquire. And I just don't see the Yankees needing, not necessarily needing to, but they're going to make the wrong decisions, and it's going to lead to another postseason exit and then then it's going to be time for cashman and the ownership to give boone the boot and how steinbrenner is going to have to come in and just take over and tell somebody else to get in here i wanted them to really keep girardi but unfortunately that wasn't going to be the case Hmm. when they moved on from that but you know it is what it is and hopefully you know rojas in his first year didn't do too bad with the mets with the no he did i did not like how he did I did not like how he how he co- how he uh, managed. Yeah. He was putting pitchers and he was taking pitchers out of games. Well, they had Lugo starting too, and you know. Yeah, uh, but different. I mean, you can, I, in that situation when you're starting pitching, just getting so injured, you kind of had to start Lugo. And I mean, he liked it. He didn't do a bad job. Yeah. But I think that there was a lot of situations where you had players uh, players in the field that should not have been in the field. They're switching here, switching players there. Uh, Rojas, just to me, didn't come off as very strong. And I think that if the Mets just had proper managing of a game, they might have actually ended up being in the playoffs. I'm not saying they would have went far, but they would have been there. And I think Jake Marcinek said it, and he was said, this team is too good to... Marisnik? Marisnik. Marcinek? Marisnik, Marcinek? I don't know. I see M-R-S... <laughs> he said this team is too good not to be in the playoffs, and I kind of thought about it, and I was like, well, yeah. You have Pete Alonzo. What about Todd Father? Did they get rid of him this year, or they keep him? They got rid of, no, they got rid of him. He walked in free agency. Yeah. And then he's back. He's back. He's right. traded for him. And But since he's been in back. He's been fine. Pete Alonzo, but he, I don't know how Alonzo, he's Alonzo, I mean, but listen. Alonzo's been going Gonzo. He, yeah, I mean, he's multiple gonna, times. Know, I mean, Jeff McNeil started hitting like Jeff McNeil, JD Davis, Pete Alonzo, um, real Muto. I'm kind of like manifesting it now. Like that's yeah. gonna, that's gonna be very fun to watch on a full. You see, the Mets outfield is a lot better than the infield, in my opinion. Uh, I think because you have Nimmo outfield. No, Conforto, Conforto, Conforto. Conforto you he's turning Nick, into something special. You know, you have obviously Alonzo at first, but you know, I, you know, and Cano didn't play bad for them this year either. This in the short no, season. No, Cano. He was okay, but I mean, I liked. They put JD. They started playing JD Davis at third, which is that's when he really started to turn it up. And cause they put they put Jeff McNeil there, and he was kind of called the squirrel off of last season, but he kind of just lost his touch this season. Yeah. But I kind of liked what they did with JD Davis. I mean, Jeff McNeil's in there. Uh, Andres Jimenez, he kind of came out of nowhere. He started lighting up. He was hitting. I think he batted over 300. He was he was on a very hot streak. He was doing really good. He was a good player that they kind of called up. Uh, Louis, what's his name? Jorme. 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 He, uh, <laughs> what were you going to say, Louis? Uh, don't worry about it. What don't the worry heck? about Guillaume. Louis Guillaume. Yeah. He, uh, he did really good. He, he did. was another player that kind of came up and started just pitching. <laughs> I've hitting. 
Oh hitting, pitching, swinging. He, was doing I, he did pitch. He did, he pitch, did in pitch. He pitched in a game. I remember, yeah. But, you know, a lot of MLB stuff. It's going to be wrapping up soon with the World Series starting, I believe, next week. I think it's Rays, Braves, and Rays, Rays win it. Rays, Braves. Yeah. Because the Braves don't have the pitching to go along necessarily no. with the I mean, Rays. they had right yesterday. And the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw was fucking sitting on the bench after his back spasm or whatever the yeah, hell. Yeah, Clayton so. Kershaw is Clayton Kershaw in yeah. the playoffs. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I think that the Rays are going to take it probably, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, really. That'll be for early next week on Monday's edition. But, you know, moving over to the NBA now. I don't watch a lot of basketball. Neither do okay? I. But I what I will tell you, is that, and this is probably, I don't think it's as unpopular of an opinion as most people think, but I think that Anthony Davis should have had a better shot at the finals MVP than LeBron. And I'm only saying that because, like, LeBron did not entirely play lights out through the entire series. Not, not the, Neither not, did AD. Yeah, yeah, but he, I feel like, played a bigger role throughout the other series than he did. And it's a fan vote. You know, so they're obviously going to vote LeBron, which is fine. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the credit for the MVP, but I think Anthony Davis could have been a viable option for finals MVP. I got to say, though, this was my first year of actually attempting to watch the NBA playoffs. Was it because you played fantasy? No. I mean, I played fantasy, but I didn't really watch the season. It just kind of went off of that. But um, Jimmy Butler on Miami, he is insane. Yeah. He was going out there. I think it was in game three. He had like 40 something. He, he had like, a triple-double twice, did, I think. He had two triple-doubles in that. He gave it his all. And Miami Heat, though, you have to give them, a great, uh, give them credit. Yeah. Give them a lot of credit. The five seed, they beat the Pacers, they beat the Celtics, and they beat the Bucs. I mean, you got to wonder what Giannis is thinking. Yeah. I mean, you know, and his brother now won a championship before he did because he's on the yeah. Lakers. Yeah, you know, I, he, I I feel bad for him. He's got to get out, man. This is his year. To, he could get out this in free agency. Yes, yes, I know. But That's why. If you're Giannis, you know the Bucks are a still so-called contender team. So, who, what are the teams going to take? You know, do where are the else? I mean, anybody's going to want a Giannis. Go to the Knicks. No, I'm kidding. but <laughs> I'm kidding. you know, I mean, where could he realistically go? He's not going to go to the Lakers. That would just be like, I wouldn't even play. I wouldn't even play. No, no he is, there's no room for him. Or, like, LeBron. you know, maybe like a, like a more silent team. Maybe like a Pacers. Ooh, maybe the Trailblazers. The tra- somebody give him something to Dame. play. Give Dame. With Dame time. Dame. Half-court Dame needs know? someone to play with. CJ McCollum and Nurkic. Great. Great players to there. have around Dame. But they need, they need a Giannis. They need a Giannis. And you know what? I think every team is starting to realize that you need a Giannis. Or you, LeBron. You need you need that you need one that, player. Like, but every sport's like that. Every sport, that is true. You need that one player that you look at in the lineup and go, oh. That's why. Oh, that's why they're here. Right. And I, and I guess with basketball, you know, I mean, LeBron, four finals, four MVPs. They win this series 4-2. to I thought it could have went to a game seven, but they just single-handedly gave it to the Heat in game six. Yeah, and that, that that's kind of their running thing is that uh, with the Trailblazers in that first game, the Trailblazers came out, they won game one. And I remember sitting there going, holy shit, like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then just after that, games two through five, it was just a constant beating, you know, 20-point differentials and, here and there. And then, yeah, they just, they like to, they, if they lose a game that they shouldn't have lost, 
I think it was game. It was game five against the Nuggets. They lost, yeah. and then they were like, "No, we're not going to be the same." The Nuggets. They were. They weren't going to be that same story of the losing, going down three to one or three nothing, and then coming back and forcing game seven to win. They were like, "That's not going to be us." And they went out in game six and they balled their asses off. Yeah. And they went to the finals. I think everyone kind of knew that the Lakers were going to win. I, yeah, I, think I mean, it was, it was Kobe's, kind of going into that. you know, the whole Kobe year earlier the in the whole year. Kobe thing. I think the only team that really could have given them a chance was the Clippers, but the Clippers couldn't even get past the 3-1 and one, the three and one comebacker Nuggets. Yeah, and you know what is, is interesting, too, about the Heat is they have so many young players like Tyler Harrow on that team. Tyler Harrow is also great. He was lights out. He's only 21. He's going to be good. That I mean, that's crazy. I mean, it's, you know, the Heat have so much young talent, they can make noise and they can easily get back to the finals. But it's going to be about take continue to take out LeBron until he's no longer playing basketball. And he's in, I think, year, we'll be going into year 18. He's year 17 for him. So it'll be interesting to see. He's only been on four teams, too, in 17 years. Two runs with the Cavs, the Lakers, and the Heat. And, yeah. you know, he's got one with each team. So that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I think he's going to stay in L.A. for a while. I yeah, mean, I can't see him leaving L.A. The spotlight, I, I everything. Especially him and A.D. just kind of – he had an option to opt out. He had an opt out, and he declined that, obviously. Yeah. So he's going to be staying with the Lakers for a while. Yep. I mean, I think they're, they're going to be a very together. good team. But, yeah, I mean, we, we don't really know a lot about basketball, but we just yeah, – I think that if, it, if the Lakers have to do one thing to change is get rid of Danny Green. I mean, I don't know if you saw game – Five. I didn't really watch much of it to be quite but honest. But he had a uh, he had a clean shot for a three and he got the ball. With oh, like and three he didn't miss it. Go. I did see that. And he didn't even Twitter. hit it. Yeah. He but he hit the front of the rim. Like yeah. you got to at least put it off the backboard or something. Yeah. No, he didn't even do that. Yeah. So that's all I gotta say about the Lakers. Congratulations to the Lakers. Congratulations to them. I mean, it was kind of expected, but yeah. it, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, moving to our first segment in our new podcast, it's going to be This Day in Sports. We'll do it every podcast show just to give you guys kind of a little bit of history. So a couple things I pulled off from onthisday.com. In 1923, the Yankees won their first World Series, beating the New York Giants in a series 4-2. to In 1933, the Philadelphia Eagles played their first NFL game, lost to the New York Giants 56 nothing, which, by the way, was scoregami at the time. I feel like every score in that back then was scoregami. Probably. I think there's already been like what three scoregamis this season. Uh, so I think far? we're on four, four and five weeks. Four scoregamis. Yeah. Where's where's the it, thing? The poster's right there on the floor. Poster. We have our own poster for those listeners. This it's, four um, this year. In this house, we root for scoregami. Explain so. what scoregami. Scoregami is a theory. Essentially, a theory. I guess it's like a method, a theory. No, it's not. It's just, it's just a thing. Yeah, I, it's not. I it's mean, not. It it's like not like quantum physics. No, it's, it's just not. fucking. It's a new score. Okay, so it's a new score that's never happened before in NFL. Shout out to John Boys, writer for, uh, what the hell is it called? SN? No. No, not Sports Nation. No, SB Nation. SB Nation. He's a writer for SB Nation. Funny guy. Follow him on Twitter. But um, he created this thing. Score. He's a big stack guy, and he puts videos on YouTube. You know, welcome to Dorktown, all this shit. And he just analytically dies. He put a video out that examines the last 20 seasons of the Seattle Mariners and why they're so atrociously bad. He ran a simulation running the same play. The same play in this uh, old football game with the 0-16 Lions. 
and he actually managed to win a game by running the same slant route play. Every, every, play. every, every play. That's interesting. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a very funny guy, but yeah, he created the Scorigami thing, which is essentially, it's every new score that hasn't happened. There's a whole Scorigami bot on Twitter that kind of goes to at, every, go, at the end of every quarter. Yeah. It kind of goes, it, it just says. You can also check out scorigami.nfl.com. Dot NFL.com? I think. Or it might be Scorigami, NFL.com. One or the other to check your live updates for Scorigami on yes. any given Sunday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, because with COVID, you never know when you'll be playing football. But I'll keep moving along while you uh, look at the website. NFLScorigami.com. And it just has, it is. It has, the, it has the grid. And the, the grid, grid is, the top is the winning team score, and the right-hand side is the bottom team score. Yeah. For instance, 50-2 to two never happened. That would be it, interesting. That would be interesting. It could. Yeah. Let's look at this one right here. <laughs> 61 to 30. Never happened. But it could. Here's a good one. 36 to 29. That's never happened. Who knows? That's never happened. That's 36 to 29. I have a feeling that one happens this year. We've, oh. uh, I think. Is that your hot take? That could be my hot take. Is that, is 36 29 happens this year in Scorigami, mark my word. You know why? Because we've had like 35 27. Not as Scorigami. 36 to 9, 35 to 29, 51 to 31. Right, 35 29. So it's only going to be one more point. You know? So all that is is a touchdown with a missed extra point if you're on 30. And, you know, you never know. You never know. But anyway, I'll keep going on this day in sports. Uh, 1969 MSG TV network began with the Rangers and the North Stars. 1979 New York Knicks retired their second number in franchise history, Walt Frazier. 1989 Wayne Gretzky passes Gordie Howe as the NHL all-time top scorer. And 1995 the Carolina Panthers win their first NFL game, beating your New York Jets 26 to 15. I swear, whenever these guys come up in a headline, <laughs> whenever they come up in a headline, it's never positive. But honestly, though, like. That's kind of interesting. Like, you know, I didn't know MSG Networks when it began, when it exactly did, but it's kind of cool to know that it was now, today, against the North Let's Stars, see, 1995, October the Panthers won their first ever game. So it's the franchise's first game against the Jets. Yeah. And then the Jets also gave the Cleveland Browns their first win in how many weeks? Uh, two years ago, last year? It was uh, six. It was a Monday night game. I it think. was a Monday it was night six. game. But that was week six, but didn't they go on 16 the week before? Uh, the, the, the week year the year before? before? Under, yeah. Um, so that was like 20 something, 20 plus games of them not winning, and then they go, the Jets come in, and then. And that game was supposed to be like Darnold Mayfield. Darnold Mayfield! It was, it was you know, the big headliner and, game. And like, Darnold didn't play, right? I don't, Wasn't oh. that the game Darnold didn't play? Or was that last year's game? They put, Didn't they also play last year, too? They, I think they always play. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure Darnold played. Because it was like a primetime game when it was supposed to be Darnold Mayfield. And then I was, I think it was last season because Darnold then had um, Mono. Mono. But that you are correct, though. I think the year before, the Jets did yeah. get Yeah, so anyway, it's just saying that the Jets lose to, or the first team that, a, t- a team that yeah, has, I mean, has lost 20 straight games is beat. You know, the Giants did the reverse, though, as you can see on this date in history. They yes. won 56 nothing, but that's back in 1933. And, uh, you know, the North Stars back in 1969, no longer. Rest in peace to the North Stars. Not around. They're now the, are they still, are they Dallas? They are the Dallas Dallas Stars. Stars. Yep. And so that's uh, just a little bit of our segment we'll have every show. So that's a couple of six quick facts that happened on this day in sports. Now, Mr. Velarde, I'm going to let you take this over since you started writing this. 
Um, just give us a little bit on the NHL free agency rundown here and uh, what's exactly going on in the NH in the world of hockey. What's going on in the world of hockey? Well, to a surprise to absolutely everyone, Taylor Hall signed to Buffalo for Isn't eight mil. Is that actually a surprise? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily I would have thought that. But I'm just asking, like, was that, like, a, a thought for anybody? The insiders had no clue. So, like, Bob no. McKenzie had no idea. No, Pierre Lebron tweeted out, and he was like, well, that was... Can I, can I, can I, I say something about Pierre Lebron? What? He kind of looks like your dad. Like, if you look on his Twitter profile picture... I was thinking you, know, about it you, know what, you know what my friend told me? My friend who's a Ravens and fan told like, me that my dad looks like a white Mike Tomlin. I mean, I guess, but I would think more Pierre. I would think a little more Pierre LeBron, only because he's got like. I mean, <laughs> I gotta pull up Pierre LeBron. But I mean, okay. <laughs> Get back on track here, but you know. <laughs> oh my God! I never <laughs> noticed. That. I told you, yeah. I was looking the other day on Twitter, and I honestly think you should. I never noticed. I think it's just the really... goatee and the big face, you know. I mean, the big I'm... face. <laughs> uh, okay. So, anyway. Oh, God. Well, that was good. But okay. keep it going over here. Uh, yeah, so t- surprise to absolutely everyone, Taylor Hall goes to Buffalo. I'll break down I'll break down how the teams are doing later. But um, Petrangelo, who had 36 assists and 52 points, went to Vegas on a big deal. Seven years for uh, average annual value of 8.8. That's going to be big for Vegas for a, str- a team that kind of was good on offense, but their defense couldn't really hold in the playoffs. Brendan Gallagher re-signed with the Montreal Canadiens. 22 goals, 43 points. That's going to be a six years for average annual of six and a half. Tyler Toffoli went from Vancouver all the way to Montreal, too. 24 goals, 44 points. Four for 4.35. Holpe in an interesting deal. I, I don't know why. I just I feel like a lot of these Eastern Conference players, they don't go all the way to the West Coast. No, they don't. So for him to go from literally on one end of the – we're like on one end of the continent all the way to the other. Yeah. You know, he goes from Washington all the way to Vancouver for two years. You know, 48 games played last year, 0.897 save percentage, and a 3.11 goals against average. Looking at this list, I'm pretty disappointed in you. What? There's not even the one quiz trade on here. Well, it's not a trade, Sal. It's a signing. I understand. And the reason I didn't put it up there was because, I mean. Is it just a sad thing to talk about? It's not a sad thing to talk about. I was going to get into it. I just. I was going for like the big names of like people that are gonna make an impact. Like I love Hank. I, I yeah, all I the respect to Hank, but that much of an impact he might. I mean, who knows? He's playing anyway. behind, or with Sam Sonoff. I'll let you continue. Yes, thank you. Uh, so that's gonna be an interesting deal for Vancouver. I think that the the Markstrom, <laughs> the Markstrom uh, era, or no, the Thatcher Demko era. My bad. The Thatcher Demko era is gonna be very interesting to see how that plays out, because uh, he came out. Markstrom went down in the playoffs, and Thatcher, Thatcher Demko went out, and it was like a 50-something save game. I believe so. Uh, Vegas. He played lights out. He played amazingly. He played I, I, you know, this was, those were Vancouver was one of the teams that I like to watch. Yeah, they were, uh, they were interesting. Vladislav Nemestikov goes to Detroit on a two years, two mil deal. Patrick Marlowe re-signs with the San Jose Sharks. You know, he never goes down. Never, never stops playing that man. Also, George Thornton is in uh, Sweden now. He's playing in Jor? Jor Thornton. No, Joe Thornton <laughs> is in Sweden. He's playing a little bit overseas hockey. But um, Jimmy VC, you remember when Jimmy VC uh, first came to the NHL? And no. it was like a big thing. And it was like, oh, who's he going to sign with? He was a Harvard 
player, you know, coming out, and everyone was like, oh, who's he going to sign with? He was like, oh, the Islanders, the Rangers, or the Sabres. And it was like, oh, and it was like a big thing, and he hyped up his signing, and then he signs with the Rangers, and then bye. Yeah, and then he went to Buffalo. And then, no, but, like, he didn't do anything. No, not really. He wasn't, like, the he big guy that everyone thought no, he would. No, And then he goes to Buffalo, and then Buffalo, he's on Buffalo for a bit, and Buffalo kicks him to the curb, and now he signs a $900,000 deal with Toronto. I mean, that's interesting. For a year. So, like, he's not even making a million dollars. Like, well, look what you did. You hyped yourself up and I like a fool as you're playing with fucking <clears throat> in the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that can't seem to fucking do anything, right? No. And then also, speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs news, Zach Bogosian signs there. One year, one mil. But uh, today was a couple of nice signings. Yeah, Daddy Nov. Daddy Nov. Dad 25 got 25 guys. <laughs> 25 <laughs> games to 47 points to Ottawa. It's going to be uh, three years, $5 million each year, so $15 million contract. He deserves it. I, have, I, I think he's a very good player. He's very consistent. You know, he, puts up, he put up some points in Florida, and he kind of – all the best to him. And Georgiev re-signs with the Rangers, 2 mil for 2.45. Now, breaking down these teams, though, Montreal, their top six is looking good. I'm not going to lie. They have they – have Toffoli up there. Brendan Gallagher now, he's a really great right winger. They still need some help at center, though. They don't really have a lot of centers. I think they have Suzuki as their second-line center, which, I mean, I don't think that dude even makes top four in anyone else's lineup. But uh, They beat Pittsburgh in the qualifiers, though. That was crazy. But I think Pittsburgh's time is uh, ticking. You know, I love Crosby. He's great. Malkin's great. They get rid of, uh, who was it? Hornquist, right? I, they, they, I I think. I mean, you know way more about this than I do. Yeah, they sort traded of. him. Where did he go? He went to Florida. So it was kind of like a. It was a. Matheson. Matheson. Yeah, that's right. So he goes to Florida. They get Matheson. They're kind of in a. I think uh, I think Rutherford's realizing that maybe it's uh. They need to. Yeah, no, he, Jim Rutherford's kind of like, uh, okay, this isn't going to work anymore. What was it, 20, 2017 was their last cup? Yeah, after that, you kind of got to realize and think, okay. We got to look elsewhere. But I think that was a, that was a pretty – actually, I don't think it was a good trade. I was going to say it was a good trade, but I, 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 don't, I don't think you could really give up Hornquist for Matheson and look at that and say, yeah, that's good. But um, Montreal, though, good team. They lost to Philadelphia in six, but I think they're going to be a fun team. I think their offense is going to be really good. They still have Shea Weber up there on defense, and Price, I mean, that man, he hasn't been in the playoffs in a while, but he was fun to watch. Did you watch a lot of the Canadian games? No. Oh. I didn't really. I Price, didn't really. Price, Price made a lot of great saves, and I think that him behind there, behind the net, I mean, the talk, the, 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 talk, the clock is ticking on him. You, can only, you're like, you only get older, but yeah. I think that they can do something special within the next uh, within the next two years if they play their cards right. One of the interesting things, too, with the NHL that I realized kind of being able to – you know, the NHL was always like a kind of a sport that I was into, but I really wasn't super, super into. And I, I got into it really when I went to my first Rangers game on Super Bowl Sunday when they played um, the Flyers. Wait, wait, wait. The Sal Miliato went to a hockey game. On Super Bowl Sunday, yeah, I, it was free tickets. I went with my friend's family, and I got to be also honest with you. Really, um, that's when I started to really like them. It was probably like you know seventh, eighth grade, whenever I had went. And then really, when I became great friends with 
the one and only Mike Smith is really, really when he got me into hockey. And, you know, I might add to, you know, we were the broadcast team. We did do a lot of hockey. Hockey this year. And, we and did I, and, do a lot of hockey. The love for hockey has grown on me tremendously, and I've gotten into it a lot this year. And it's interesting to me because, you know, I, I never really understood why the contract was so low. And I didn't know what AAV meant. Average annual value. Which then was pointed out to me again by Mike Smith. So, you know, one of the things that is that I didn't know, you know, I feel like hockey players, I understand the low contracts, but then some of them are, like, wild. Like, some of them, for the players that are, like, elite, get a lot of money, but some of the times, like, I've heard people say that they shouldn't have got that much money, and then I'm like, but then why why are they not getting lesser money? So How much money is Conor McDavid made? I just want you to explain to me, like, why is it that the contracts for hockey players are so much lesser of a value than other sports? Because I, I really, I, I really think it's longer term. That's the reason. I, I mean, I don't know the exact. I'm just saying. It, but a max contract in the NBA is six years. Right. A max contract in the NHL. I mean, what Koivu was signed under for eight. Well, it's eight years. But I mean, how long was Koivu? Well, uh, yeah. You know, and the thing is, too, like, the, the NFL, I think, I, I don't know, I guess it could be more than, I mean, you saw Patrick Mahomes get 10 years. I, I don't really think it's more than that, but again, the, the NFL has an ungodly amount of contract money that they just throw out at you for no reason. The best player in the NHL, Connor McDavid, makes, I think his total contract totals out to about $97 million. I think he actually per, made sure. Year, no, 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 I think he actually made sure that his whole total, his total contract added up to $97 million. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah which, is in, which is which is fun. I, I just wanted to know because like as I've been as I've followed free agency more through and through the years, I didn't really understand why the contracts were why why the, well, why that's the, the same thing. That's so how low. I feel about the NFL. Like, why are trade draft draft picks so valuable? Yeah, in trade. Like in the NHL, like a first a first overall pick goes a long way, and like right. a second overall pick too. But like with well, the I, NFL, it's just and so I think much you see more it, value. I think you see it really in the NFL too. Like take Josh Rosen for instance, right? Mm-hmm. They the Dolphins. Needless to say, wasted a first-round pick. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen in the NHL, but I feel like in the NHL, there's a lot more growth and opportunity for a player. Let's just say a first-year player doesn't necessarily play well, doesn't make it past training camp. You put him in the AHL, or let's say they play in Russia or Sweden or wherever their farm system team is or their KHL team is, so to speak. They have so much more time to develop because they get drafted at a younger age. If you don't succeed quickly in the NFL, they throw you out. So like, that's why the picks are so valuable. So in the NFL, if you start trading them and then you don't have a first-round pick or you don't have this pick, because in the NHL, you see guys all the time, second, third round. And not, it's like what happened not that it doesn't happen. Johnny Football. Right, not that it doesn't happen in the NFL, but it's far more likely in the NHL that a draft pick can pan out better than a first-round pick in the NHL than in the NFL because there's less expectation in the NHL because it's like, oh, that guy's like a six-round pick. But there's people on NHL teams that are starting in a top six defensive core, I'm sure, that's not, not been a first-round pick. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying there's more growth and development. You could be in a system for years until you get your shot on, on the prime time, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then in the NFL, like I'm saying, it's just pretty much boom or bust, unfortunately. That's just how it is. There's no system. There's nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing I really want to top out with the NHL, I'm just talking about Montreal, you know, they're a good team. They're going to be very fun to watch. Uh, Toronto, they're, they're struggling with talent. Well, no, their talent isn't struggling. They're just struggling with talent. Like, they just can't seem to find a way to win a game or win these playoff games. 
they they have they're in a world of their own. But I think that with the new coach, I I, I don't want to see them be able to do some damage, but I think that they can kind of get a breath of fresh air and maybe look to new beginnings. And in Detroit. They're, they're, they're something else. Well, they were know. the last team in the league, right? The worst team They in the were league. the last team in the league, and I don't think they even got a top three pick. They did. <laughs> they went to the Rangers, the Kings, and... I think Detroit picked sixth. And Ottawa, fifth yeah. Sixth. No, they, well, they would have picked fourth, I believe. Fourth. fourth they would have yeah, picked fourth. four because they didn't get a top three because only the top three are lottery picks. But, yeah. So, they're doing their own world. But I think that Grice, you know, two years on a 3.6 mil, like, it's... I love Grice. I love him to death. I think he was, you know, he had a great, great, great stint in the Islanders, and he comes in, he gets them out of, he gets them their first win, a first playoff series win, and I mean, who knows how long? It was 23 years back then, and then against Florida, and then he comes in again against uh, the Flyers in Game Seven, four nothing shutout, and then he, you know, he had kind of got hung up, hung up against in Game One against Tampa, but I mean, the entire team wasn't really there. Yeah. But, Needless to say, I think I love Grice. I'm so happy that he was an Islander for how long he was, and it's unfortunate what happened. I, I heard that there were some rumblings that they wanted to trade Varlamov to keep Grice, but... You know, and Grice, do you think he could be one of those people that, well, players, I should say, that Detroit uses possibly for the expansion draft as like a, as like a outlet, possibly, or no? Do you think Is there, are, you, are you asking that if they can get rid of him? Yeah. Do you think they would? Is that why they got him? I, I think they got him just because Jimmy Howard's too old and they don't really have any other goalies besides that. But uh, I like him. And yeah, I think Reimer is their other goalie. I think I think James Reimer is their other goalie. I have no idea. But you would know way more than I do on that. Is it Reimer or Bernier? No, I, whatever. I think, regardless, their backup isn't that good, and Jimmy Howard's been struggling. So to kind of get Grice in there, it, it puts you. I mean, I don't know how how well Grice is going to be without. That goalie guru that I can't think of the name of that the Islanders had that was worked with Peke that worked with uh what the hell is whatever, whatever. Basically, basically this goalie coach really, really good yeah. Steve Corn Steve Corn uh, Mitch Corn Mitch Corn Mitch Corn Mitch Corn is a great guy he he worked with uh he worked with Holby he worked with Renee and he worked with uh Leonard and Grice and you know all those goalies when he was there. Were phenomenal. So I, I mean, Pekka Renee. Ever since Mitch Corn left, has been oh, man, and Holby. You know, Holby's been eh. So you gotta wonder: is it just age, or is it just not having Mitch Corn around after having him around for so long? Kind of guess to you. But I think Grice is gonna be able to. I think he's a good goalie. I think he's gonna be able to hold his own. I mean, he had a 31 games played. Nine, he posted up a 9.13, 2.74, and I think it's a good addition to a struggling team. You know, you kind of get something solid in net. I hope the best for him. I mean, you need a strong defensive core for Detroit. And their top line is just really all they have going for offensive strength. And they have ex-Islander uh, Franz Nielsen on their fourth line there. They do. Yes, he's he's been there for who knows how long. A couple years, four. Uh, four? Four. Four years, I think, yeah. But, you know, Detroit, they were, what, 20-something 20, 20 straight seasons of making the playoffs? And then they were original that's, six. That's your leaves. You know. And then it just and since that's left, they just can't seem to win. But regardless, last team up, Buffalo, which it's Buffalo's gonna be like my it's gonna be like a a guinea pig team to me. And it's gonna be can teams turn it around quickly? You know, 
they have a really amazing top six. They have their first line is Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, Victor Olofsson. Their second line is going to be Skinner, Stahl, and Sam Reinhardt. And I think that's a very solid top six. I mean, Jack Eichel is one of the best centers in the league. But then under that, you have Tobias Reeder, Cody Eakin, Dylan Cousins, Zengus Jorgensen, Curtis Lazar, and Kyle Poso. I mean, I love Kyle, but like... It's not, it's not, it's not like it's, an elite it's, top it's not, six. It's not Kyle Ocposo. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's old. Yeah. I'm surprised he's still playing hockey quite fairly. But that's really it. So, like, their top six is very good, but their bottom six is not. And you need that depth if you want to make something, if you want to make your team good. You see, and the thing, too, like, with Buffalo, they don't have goaltending. Oh, they no, their, their goaltending tandem is absolute horrible. It's, it's just, it's... You have Linus Olmark and Carter Hutton, which you look at that and you go, which one's the backup? Yeah. Is like, is this someone injured? Well, like, they can't even do like, it's not even like a 1A, 1B, it's like a 2A, 2B. It's like a 3C but, and a 3D. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it could even be classified as that. It's not, it's, it's not. It's just not. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. I think that with Hall, though, they're going to get a lot of good scoring. And they're going to be in games. They're going to be competitive early on like they're they were be, last They're going to be a team season. that you're going to watch where if your team struggles to play defense, you're going to lose. Yeah. Unless you could just, unless it's going to be an offensive slaughter. But I think that if your team struggles on defense, you don't know how to contain... Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel is going to be very fun to watch. Jack Eichel finally has someone on his wing who can play. Yeah. Taylor Hall is very good. Yep. He was on... Where was he? He was in Edmonton, and then he went Didn't he play to, in Jersey? He went to the Devils, and then he got traded halfway through, and he ended up in Arizona. Arizona, yeah. And now he's playing. And now he didn't resign with Arizona, which I kind of feel bad. I like I, I like Arizona too. Arizona's a very fun team to me. They're one of those teams that I just like to watch. You know, if I always see them on, I'm like, okay, I'll put them on. Yeah, it's Arizona. Nah, not the Hurricanes, not the Boston. Arizona, just teams that I w- I don't mind turning on. But yeah, Arizona's Arizona's a great team. Uh, Calgary too, they're fun. And uh, just in some other news here, we got going on. It looks like the Islanders are going to re-sign Matt Martin. I heard that that was supposed to happen, but they were just waiting on to finish up the contract. Johnny Boychuk's supposed to get out of there. Yeah, well, I, I want, you would hope so. I hope that they fan. trade Johnny Boychuk and Nick Letty. But his contract is so bad. But I don't know about trading both of them now because they traded Devin Taves for practically nothing. Yeah. But you needed to because his arbitration value was too high for what you wanted to spend. And I get, I get, it's one of those things where you hate, you understand why it happens, but you hate that it happened because it could have been avoided maybe if you just right. worked the numbers around a little bit more. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I was just gonna get to that though. Uh, so that that might happen depending on what happens with the Barzal and Pulak contract. The Islanders are interested in re-signing. Matt Martin, which makes sense because his family's here. His dad, you know, dad's his well, his ste- uh, stepfather, no, father-in-law. Okay. That one is Boomer Esiason. You know, it's just a whole New York family. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He's married to Sydney Esiason. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So and he has a family. He just wants to stay on Long Island. I heard that he was. All right. The Rangers. Everyone thought that it was going to be either the Islanders or the Rangers who were going to sign him. Apparently, the Rangers had no interest in him. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, the Rangers got. Top yeah. six, Jack Johnson. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Jack Johnson. Acquisition of free agency. Acquisition of free agency but, for the New York Rangers. Jack Johnson, absolute. Yeah, and it looks like Tony D'Angelo is also re-signing with the Rangers, and it's going to be a two-year deal. That just came in. That, breaking news right that here. That is breaking news on this Breaking news from episode. my dad, Pierre LeBron, that is. apparently. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's the closest thing to it. 
Honestly, I, I, I just the more and I, I looked at it last night when I was at your house. I was like, this is this. It's also fun to watch. One last, one last thing is the Patrick Line fiasco because like, yeah, no, you don't know what the hell. I mean, happening. I, I, he could get traded midseason. He could. He needs to resign. He needs to resign. He, His contract's up, so he's not playing anywhere until he resigns. You know, I don't know if it's gonna be with Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg. I don't think anyone doesn't want Patrick Line. I just don't think that you're gonna be able to get Patrick Line. From Winnipeg. From Winnipeg. Yeah. I don't think Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg is pretty set on resigning him, and I don't blame him. Yeah. Patrick Line has been great for them, but Patrick Line. I, th- I think Patrick Line wants to try to set ten up, uh, sign elsewhere. But I don't. I think he's. He also some something's pulling him back to Winnipeg, and they're trying to. Winnipeg's like, okay, we'll let you go, but we want something in return, so we're gonna try to trade your rights. I, I don't know. It's a whole big thing. It'll be interesting to see what happens, and now we move into our second segment on the podcast, which is uh, this week's funny moments in sports. Which I, I, What's I funny only found two things. I just I'm not saying it's necessarily funny, but it's What's so funny. It's things that I want to talk about. So Randy Rosarena, who is a member of the Camp Bay Rays, had another two run home run last night against the Astros in the Regs dugout. One of the players held up a sign that said "Rakes all night, day, year," so used Randy as the acronym. Oh. And then put rakes all day. I'm not gonna lie, I was reading year. that and I was like, <laughs> and honestly, I, don't get I saw it. that I was on like, Twitter. rakes all night, day, year. Bleep, but now I understand. Bleacher Report tweeted out, and I'm like, Randy. oh, that's kind of clever. And I, I just thought okay. it was fun to bring up. It is fun though watching the fans in the stand. I mean, oh, like I the cardboard cutouts? Or no, oh no, now it's real. Now it's actual fans, fans in the stands. Fifteen thousand they're allowing. And you know, it's so funny though. Watching the Cowboys play at home, watching any like Texas, Florida-based event. Yeah, which is interesting because they're like the quote four point eight mil for Tony D'Angelo, by the way. Oh, so it's that's about two point four a year. Two point four a year. That's crazy. Two years? No, 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 no. Yeah, two years, four point eight to two point four a year. No, four point eight average. Oh. So oh, it's like a, a it's like eight. Point, it's like a, no, it's like a nine, nine point, point one. Nine point one? No, nine, uh, sh- well, 16... Or, I don't know. We're not doing the math. We're not mathematicians here. here. Two years. Yeah, nine point eight. Virtually yeah, a five mil. Virtually, virtually five million dollars a year. Yeah. Th- yeah. That I think that's I think that's a little too much for Tony D. It is. But listen, Tony D's he's a personality for sure. But yeah. It is only two years, but like. So mm. it'll be interesting to see. And the other thing I think that is interesting I wanted to bring up is the NFL this season has introduced a Showtime cam. Now, on Sunday Night Football, I don't know if you watch, but, like, every time a player scores a touchdown, they go up to the cam, do their dance or whatever, and, like, linemen have been able to, like, rub their bellies and whatnot um, in front of the cam. I think it's awesome. I think it's hilarious. And even, like, on the fans, they show you on the primetime games now, like, you can join, like, the fan cam, which I would love to figure out how to get on that. Oh, I can't imagine you being out here for a Vikings game. But I think I can't be, imagine I think you being be great. on a fan But game. I, I think it's just, you know, it's not really a funny moment, but it's really only the other interesting thing that I thought that I can pick out. I just think it's a nice additive. Cool. So, so what, is it just like a Showtime cam that those players express themselves and just going, so instead of, but I thought they were, I thought their cam, the cam was always on Yes, them. it is, but now this is like a camera that like that's embedded into like the oh, end zone and it didn't the start after oh was it Odell or who was the receiver that went down in front of the pylon Odell. cam? It was Odell. Uh, yeah, I think so. And one of the, one, one, a receiver scored a touch. I think it was Odell. Yeah, he goes in front of the pylon. He kind of just flexes yeah. in front of it. 
And, you know, that, I guess that's kind of what started. So now they have their own Showtime camp. Yeah, so that's just our second segment, Funny Moments, hopefully going that, into that'll be That'll be cool to watch. There'll be some more. I feel like it's not going to change much of the celebrations except for the no. direction of where they're going. But I think that, I mean, NFL, defenses always do something funny. They always when they get they go to the end get the zone. Turnover. They take a picture. It's out so on social I think media. So I think this will be very. I think it, I think that they can get creative with it. They definitely I mean, maybe can. maybe now now that they're being told, hey, the eyes are going to be on you. Yep. They'll do something I, a little I special. I agree with you on that one. Now we move over to the NFL final topic of the podcast. Couple of headlines. Le'Veon Bell. We didn't know going into this today's podcast where he was going to be. He will be signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that is confirmed. It is confirmed. We don't know what the deal is yet, but he will be there. It will be interesting to see for fantasy owners. What the split will be between Bell and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the rookie out of LSU. Now, this is another thing I want to bring up to you as a Jets fan. I'm reading this right now. I'm already laughing. I'm already laughing. Why in the hell has Adam Gase lasted longer than Robbie Anderson, Le'Veon Bell, and now they're going to, you know, I mean, they're ruining Darnold and... Jamal Adams. It doesn't make any sense to me, Velarde. Don't worry. They have franchise tight end Chris Herndon still there. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I know, right? I, Chris Herndon. You know what? That's... I really didn't think of that. Um, uh, Berrios. Berrios. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Oh, and they have um, – who's the – oh, uh, Desir, Desir, the cornerback with like Pierre or whatever. That guy, I mean, you know. Oh, okay, but I just want to praise one per- only one person in the entire Jets organization. Only one person, no, two people okay. are going to get praised. Okay. Two people are going to get Let's praised. Hear one person, that guy Becton. I don't know if you've yes, seen a lot rookie, of his. He played the rookie. He's been, well. he's been holding down. Well, he's got it. He's got no choice. He's been, I know, but he he was a pick that everyone was like, all right, you know, you kind of used your first round pick on an offensive tackle, yep. but. You needed that because the whole message coming out of last season was okay. You finished seven and nine, but Darnold is still Darnold, and he he needs time. That's what it was. It was he needs time. He just needs time in the pocket. So then Joe Douglas, who's who's my, who's my second person that I'm I'm somewhat like appreciating. Okay, Joe Douglas and Mekai Becton. Those are the why two people. Why do you appreciate Joe Douglas? Because of the Jamal Adams trade. Okay, fine, the Jamal Adams trade. But why would have you not fired Adam Gase yet? See, that's is that is that. Is that a GM thing yeah. or is that a president? Thing? No, it's a GM thing. Unless you're president, GM, CEO, everything. Is, like, is that like Woody Johnson being like, no? No, probably not. Because I think if the Jets lose this week, which we're going to get to the pick on in a few, if the Jets lose to the Dolphins this week and they go 0-6, what else do you need to see from Gase? Nothing. Because what is he? He said he might give the play calling ability to somebody else. So, okay. Yeah, he said it's, I'll have to do what it takes. Like, yeah, they're not going to write the ship. Thing. They're not going to go 11-5. and five. They they they're no. gonna go like two and fourteen. I'd be I I'm telling you right now I will be surprised if they win more than three. The ceiling? No. What's no, the ceiling? The ceiling? I think I don't think they win more than two or three games. Because you know, with the way that they're playing right now, the the closest game they had to winning, which was the only game so far this season where they've scored more than twenty points, was Thursday night. Was the Denver game. Yeah. And that was the only game. That's the only loss so far this season that hasn't been by double digits and. They've they've, they've managed to score more than twenty points. Other yeah. than that, they haven't. They 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 struggle to put out offensive. They struggle to put out offensively. They okay. The game against the 49ers. How many injuries did the 49ers had? They lost Garoppolo. They lost Bosa. Uh, Bosa. They lost half of their starters. I think I don't think George Kittle was playing. George Kittle was not playing. And you can't even. Well, that's what happens when you bring in Nick Mullins. I mean, he just righted the ship. 
against the Jets. But it's the Jets. What ship is there to what, you ride? Ride the ship? Yeah, sure. There's no ship. Which you're playing the New York Jets. The only thing you have to do is just pull the sail down, and let the wind take up, you. Because I picked up Jets. the Dolphins' defense this week in fantasy. I think it was. A, I, you know, I I just had to. My pa- so. uh, I actually had a, the Patriots around a bye last week. Yeah. And, and so I picked up the Saints, you know, and then they. One of the one of the things too on Sunday that you know, honestly, I don't care what team you like, it doesn't matter what you think about Dak Prescott. But my goodness, we were watching that game. Uh, All time quote from Tony Romo: "You gotta hope it's just a crap." And honestly, I saw it, and I I, I, I honestly think a little piece of me like was upset. It really was. I was like, this guy brings everything to the table. A lot of people don't like the Cowboys. A lot of people don't like them but Dak is a guy who pours his heart out for the football and I really oh, feel yeah. bad for him Dak Prescott I mean he's making money from with the, with this the season yes Wasn't he, is he the highest paid uh, QB or? one of them he's, he's up there for sure top three top three yeah okay uh, but still it's that's insane like the, the, yeah it is. He, 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 you're right. He puts it, like, you know, the Cowboys fans are very, uh, volatile. Yeah. They, uh, one thing goes wrong and they'll curse you for days. Yeah. If you, if you miss one catch, you're never going to hear the end of it. But, you know, he was the one out there and consistently tried to be consistently attempted to play and, you know, attempted. He, he did. He played. He played. And to see someone like him go down, you just kind of got to feel bad. Yeah. Uh, kind of. You, you, you do, do feel, feel bad. bad. He's out for the season, and it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back from the injury. And, you know, hopefully he'll be back better than ever, or at least for the Cowboys' sake. I mean, that division's still up for grabs. I don't think Andy Dalton is no slouch. He led the Bengals to four straight division titles, four straight 10-plus seasons, 10-plus double-digit win seasons. So it'll be interesting. And, of course... With COVID still going on in the NFL, the NFL has had multiple outbreaks. The Titans didn't play for like ten days. Couple yeah, I was gonna teams say, here and there. The Titans, they they had tests, and then didn't they practice against protocol? They did. Some players practiced without, and then without. they weren't punished. The players have not been fined yet, or I don't think the organization. I don't think they settled on anything, but they will. There will definitely be there some was a type lot of settlement or after they beat the Bills. The, uh, one, of the one of the players said something like, they don't want to see us here or something yeah. like that. And then, and then it was sort of a whole Twitter thing of like, you won a game that you shouldn't, like, it was like a whole big thing. won a game like, they shouldn't have even been playing in, and then Bills fans yeah. are like, oh, we should have like just won the game, which doesn't make sense. But again, yes, Bills, Bills fans, fans are kind of like Cowboy fans. You know? I mean, l- listen, it, it is what I it guess. is. But, you know, so it's interesting. COVID has ruined fantasy. I, I got brutally fucked. In week I, four in fantasy. I don't think I am. Brutally fucked in week four of fantasy. I had Derrick Henry who couldn't I'm fucking play. I'm four and one. You know me. I'm not a big fan of I had Derrick Henry who couldn't Football. fucking play. I am four and one. Juju, because the Titans were supposed to play the Steelers, couldn't fucking play. I have McCaffrey on the IR. It, it's, you have Christian it's, McCaffrey? I, I have Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. And, Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, McCaffrey. But, but I won this week 3-2. I might be making a trade very soon. I have Le'Veon Bell that. I might use his trade bait as oh, well. Oh, you actually picked up Le'Veon No, no, Bell. I drafted him. I, I wanted to use him Why? as trade bait because if he, if, 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 you know, but, I, so we might be making trades. But now to wrap up the podcast, our first episode, which I think has gone Inaugural. fairly well. 
so and far. In our episode, they go up. Um, weekly six pickums. So we're alternating the pickums until we get to the Sunday night and doubleheader Monday night. So the first game, I'll be picking the Panthers against the Bears. And I'm going to pick the Panthers. I love Teddy Bridgewater. Mike Davis is playing phenomenal for um, Infer McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore having a, so- having a solid outing. And I just don't think the Bears are there. I just don't think the Bears have it this year, and they're four and one, but they're not like a true four and one team, in my opinion. And I think Carolina has their number going this week. Um, and yeah, that's my uh, that's my pick there. Yeah. Well, second second game, the Bengals and Colts. I went with the Colts, and I know, you know, Phil, there's a lot of drama around Philip Rivers, but there is. he's he's a player that you know when he's on the Chargers, he. I, I don't know. I just thought something about his rebound game. I, I feel like he's able to kind of just come in and he's very, he does a very good job of putting the last week behind him and coming in and being able to throw a fairly good game. And I think that the Bengals are a game that uh, a team that you, that you just want to beat and prove to yourself. All right, we can if we get out of this. Then we know that we that we have some sort of ground to stand on. And I think it's just a good game for the Colts to come in. They're in the right mindset. I think I don't. I'm not doubting Philip Rivers. I mean, I I, I have faith. I, I, I enjoy them. I enjoy watching them play. Next game I'll take is uh, Pittsburgh over the Browns. Now, the Browns, I got to be honest, last season when everyone was high on the Browns, oh, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. I didn't think they were going to do it, I, I did, and, and I was right. This year they're 4-1. and one. Without Nick Chubb now, they have Kareem Hunt, Odell and Baker starting to have that connection. Jarvis and Baker always had the connection. They're playing the Steelers. I'm picking the Steelers for two reasons. One, because Chase Claypool has came out of nowhere, the rookie. Juju is having a decent season. And Big Ben, coming off the injury, is actually playing better than I think before he went on the injury. So I'm, I'm going to take Pittsburgh in a real close game. But I think, I mean, this, this is for a, a spot potentially in the division, you know, for the division race to win it or playoffs down the road. So Pittsburgh by just a small margin. Yeah, so the second game, uh, third, well, my ne- next game up is going to be the football team and the Giants. Uh, so in a heated, heated, Could be, heated NFC East game. Quite possible barn burner. A heated NFC East division game. You know, in a very, very, very close, close division of four great teams. Uh, I went with the Giants. I know they don't have Saquon. But, but I, uh, I like Danny Dimes. I'm not going to lie. I think he shows good intentions here and there. And it's not like Darnold where you could just, the other New York quarterback, you could just look at and go, oh, why would you do that? Why why are you doing that? Like, I feel like with Danny Dimes, at least he has some ground to stand on. He He's a good coach. He's, he's heading in the right direction. He's training towards the right direction. Um... I don't, I don't know. This was kind of like it. This game, realistically, this game can go either way. I just went with the Giants to be New York strong. No, I don't fucking care about New York strong. I went with the Giants because I just, I don't know. I hear you. I mean, it's team. it's a toss up. How could you, how can you lose to a team called the Washington? <laughs> well, Kyle Allen team. will be the starter, even though after Alex Smith did come back, Kyle Allen, Ron Rivera did say he will start. Mm-hmm. So that you know, it's really it, that game. I don't really think that game. That game's just like I mean, you know, and the fact that both of these teams are what like two games out well, of zero and five. The Giants are. Yeah. And I believe the Redskins are one, one and four. four. 
Well, the, the, the football team. The football, the football team. team. Correct. Thank you for correcting me. The football team. The football is team one four. is one and four. Um, and what? The Eagles are one and four too. They're one they three and one. One three was, and one. There was a tie. tie. They tied the Bengals, so they're one three and one. And then the, and, uh, Cowboys. the Cowboys are uh, also they won, so they're two and three. Oh. And the uh, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Five, Five years from now, when you look at. Everything. Well, actually, no, because the Eagles won. Didn't the Eagles won the division last year? Yes. Yeah. So I was gonna say that the Cowboys just kind of they, uh, bolstering their banners on a uh, yeah a pretty interesting uh, debacle. But still, like this division, you know, it's 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 a uh, dumpster fire. There are a lot of divisions where like the two uh, two three teams are two teams are bad, but one team's good. Like for years, AFC, the Jets, yeah, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills. Yeah. And the Patriots would just feast on them yeah. in the regular season. Yeah. They got all these banners. Yeah. Now the Bills are winning games. Yeah. The Jets, the the Dolphins. Yeah. They're winning. They're, they're, they're a. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like team. these teams come around. Like the, at least you have like the Bills and the Patriots in a division now. Right. And to be able to say like, oh yeah, well the Patriots are there, but the Bills are there too. Like to be able to at least look at two different teams. Right. With the with the with this division, this this NFC division, it's the red, it's the football team, the Giants, the Eagles, and the 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 Cowboys. I don't know why I blanked there. Who all combined have about as many wins as one team does have losses. Yeah, not even. You're right. Maybe no, no, just about. Just about. And that that's just I I don't know. I, I don't well, know. Well, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting. Next game, I got Jacksonville versus Detroit. <laughs> well, this this is going to be another one. But I, I'm going to go Jacksonville only because uh, Robinson, the rookie running back, is having a great season for the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew has transformed into a formidable starter for the Jaguars. And I just think Jacksonville is going to win. I uh, don't know if they're going to pay with their top receiver in DJ Chark. He's been questionable. We'll see about that, but I give Jacksonville the win again, um, possibly by a small margin. I do think the Lions will have the lead at one point in the game, though. Mm. Interesting little thing there. Uh, so next up, you got the Texans-Titans. What, Deshaun Watson against uh, Tannehill? That is correct. That's another game. I mean, last year... I'd give it to the Texans 100%. But this year, you know... Titans are 4-0. You don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Nope. Titans are 4-0. Texans have been struggling. They fired Bill O'Brien. See, why can't the Jets do that? Why can't the Jets kick... The guy was a coach and GM. And they just... Yeah. Bye. They kicked him to the curb. Yeah. And then the Jets are stuck with, quote-unquote, offensive mastermind, Adam Gase. Yeah. Like it. You know, I mean, that's just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, anyway, I'm with the Titans. Okay. I like their odds right. going into this. I think that they're just, good. They're just a team that's going to keep on rolling. And with the, with the playoff run they had last year, just to be able to say you beat Brady. Yeah. I mean, only so many QBs have that. Was it Mahomes? Manning? Tannehill? That's it? The, have beat Brady? Yeah. Yeah. In the playoffs. Foles, did you say that? Foles. Yeah. 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 yeah I, 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 that's. It's far and few. It, it's it's far and few between. I mean, to say to put yourself on that list, you know, and to just to even come out of nowhere and Derrick Henry's 
crazy. Yeah, he is young. I, I, I looked at his high, high school stats. Someone posted his high school stats on Twitter the other day. Dude averaged like 20, yeah, 20 yards per carry. Ridiculous. Was getting like five touchdowns a game. That's just okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely. He's just a massive ridiculous. unit. Um. All right. Vikings Falcons. You already know. Can I just throw in to a surprise to absolutely no one? I'm picking the Vikings. No way. Yeah. I know. Wow. Well, here's the thing. The Falcons are on fire. Fired Dan Quinn. Fired Dan Dimitrioff or something Another like team that. that could just it's okay with firing their yeah. personnel. And uh, I think that the Vikings are going to be playing without Cook going into the bye. Chance to go two and four. Then you got Green Bay coming off the bye. You never know. Obviously, the season's probably not going to be playoffs. But I like what I've seen improving every week. I'm going to go Vikings by like ten. Um, that's my pick. So go ahead. You're up. Uh, next up, we got the Eagles and the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens. That's all you got. Regular just, season Lamar Jackson. It's, that's the tweet. That's the tweet. It's just, yeah, the Ravens. Eagles versus Ravens. Now, don't be surprised if the Eagles pull off, like, you know, I'm going to start Miles Sanders this week because I have to, but I'm going to think that, don't be surprised if the Eagles, like, have some of those weird wonky plays, get a few breakout plays. They got Travis Fulgham. The wide receiver number one sensation. Um, pick him up in your fantasy league if you need somebody. But yeah, that's that. Um, I mean, I think it could be no. I mean, it could be a game. I think Baltimore's gonna come out on top. But I'm predicting who wins. I'm not predicting the score. It could be. It could be a close game. It could be like a twenty-plus point game. And it could be. A barn, a barn burner. It might be. Um, it just might be. Next pick for me, New England, Denver was supposed to be this week. Moved to next. Su- moved to this coming Sunday. Uh, Cam Newton's coming back. Drew Locke might play. New England. New England's at home. Bill Belichick against Denver. I like what Denver's done this season. I, I don't like Vic Fangio as their head coach, but I think through injuries with Cortland Sutton and Melvin Gordon went down. Philip Lindsay will get his so-called starting rollback for the week, most likely. Still, I think New England. Gilmore's coming back. Cam Newton's come back off COVID. Uh, that's that, and um, now, for your pick, I can't believe Ooh. Ooh. you're not gonna the do Jets, it. Jets, Dolphins. Yeah. You know, like you, you saw Falcons and my Vikings, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go Vikings, yeah. skull, baby." Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> I see, I see Jets, jump. Dolphins. Now, baby, go, we go fins, fins up, fins up. Fins up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't want the Jets to win because I don't want any excuse or reason that could even think about giving Adam Gase his job. I need him gone as soon as possible. And if they go on six, do they fire him? Yes or no? He should have been fired. I'm just asking yes or no, Owen six, do they fire him? You, are you asking me to predict or are you asking me do I think they should fire? No, no, I'm, pre- I'm asking you to predict. I think, I know, I already know what you, what you think. No, I don't think they fire. You don't think so? I don't what think do they you think fire it takes the fact that they catch him, they catch him at the Denver game. What happened, like what I think, what I think that should have fired him three weeks ago. Yeah. But he wasn't fired three weeks ago. So now I'm here wondering what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And this is, this is, this is what I want to happen. This is my dream. Okay. My Jets fan dream. I want, I want Sam, Sam Darnold to get the fuck off this team. I want him to sign somewhere and be successful. Yes, I want him. I don't give a fuck if he signs with the Patriots. Wow. I want Sam Darnold to sign somewhere. Because no, no, no. Would it not be a Bill? Would it not be a Bill Belichick move to sign your division rivals XQB? Who, who XQBs? I mean, you're right. 
You're right. Uh, your your rivals, your rival team's XQB. Yes, I understand. And just to have them grow and just to say fuck you, like look at like look what you did, look at you guys fucking up, and now I get to profit off of your mistakes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's. I, mean, I don't care where he signs. I, I just want him to go somewhere, and I want him to get money, and I want him to get help, and I want him to succeed. I mean, it's a little late in his career. I'm not saying that he's done, but I'm saying late that his gonna... career. No, no like not, late. No, 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 not late in his career. Late in his like entry to the scent where he still has a chance to prove himself. Yeah, he's still in that middle middle of the road pack where he's, he's not Josh really... Rosen getting thrown around to three different teams in three different I seasons. I don't even know where Josh Rosen is to be quite honest. I don't even know I where forgot. he is either. It's, it's where really, in the world is Josh? I think Rosen? he might be on. Oh, he is on Tampa. Oh. Leading into that, Tampa Green Bay. My pick, my last pick for we have the, the primetime games. This game I was going back and forth with for a while, but I do think I, I'm picking Tampa. But I'm gonna I'm picking Tampa only because I think this is Green Bay's game to lose this year. Only because they always have that one weird game where they lose. Are you gonna Are you gonna really gonna disrespect Mike Smith? I'm only right saying now? that Green Bay, and I'm only saying Green Bay is gonna lose because I think this is their game that they can lose because always we lose one weird wonky game. And and I wouldn't be surprised if it's this one. Like they lost the Cardinals game a few years back. Last year they lost to um, it was like an, another. There was another game last year. Oh, the Eagles game Thursday night football. They lost. They lost the Chargers game in L. A. Which is like a which was like a weird game. And I, that's the only reason I'm saying I know they're coming off the bye. I know they're getting Adams back. And I'm not saying that they can't win because they are fully more than capable of winning the game. But I just think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be whoever gets the ball last. And if it's Brady, it's Brady. If it's Rodgers, it's Rodgers. But this, I could see this being the Packers game to lose and then going like 15-1 and one or like 14-2 and two or 13-3 and three again just because they have a good team. They have Matt LaFleur is a good head coach there. As much as I hate to say it, they have a good system. It is what it is. It's just, you know, you, you can't take it away. But I do think they can lose this game. They can also win the game just like any of these other teams. But I'm going to go with Tampa by a small margin, probably by like three. Honestly, it could swing either way, but that's just my opinion. Late winning field goal? Possibly. I don't know. Speaking of field goals, I picked up Kaimi. Yeah, bro. He's the greatest kicker. He is. Kaimi Fairbairn. He's on both my fantasy teams. I I usually run Matt Prater. You know, he was out. I guess it was a bye. Yeah. I think it was a bye last week. I I have Kaimi on my bench because against Tennessee. So I'm running with Prater against Jacksonville. And honestly, I think even though it's early on, I think this is a must-win game for Tampa because if Carolina gets hot, it's their division. Carolina? Because it ain't the Saints division. It ain't the Aints division. You see Drew Brees out there throwing the ball? He looks like my grandpa. Hey, I have him on my fantasy He's team. So bad. Oh, no. I picked He's up Kirky so this week. Kirky is going to want the turkey. He's going to have to get it. I picked up Kirky Turkey you know against Kirky Atlanta. Against Atlanta. Um, yeah, the Atlanta's got worst secondary in the league. Okay, now both of our picks. I'll just rattle them off. We're both picking the Rams against the 49ers Sunday night. We're both picking the Chiefs against the Bills Monday night. And we're both picking Arizona against Dallas Monday night. I really want Bell to pop off against the Bills. This will be Bell's. This was the nightmare that you were supposed to have. November 1st, the Jets play the Chiefs, which they probably are going to get busted up. It's the Jets. But, you know, I mean, those are the picks. That's the weekly pick them. That is just about wrapping it up for our first Marginal podcast. We'll be back again Fridays and Mondays tentatively. Um, tentatively right, right now, right this now. podcast is, will be uploaded for Friday. We'll have the next one coming Monday just to get you, you know, talk about through the weekend, start your week off, and then catch you on the tail end to get you ready for the weekend. And, uh, you know, Mike, I think this went really well. we'll ha- hopefully we'll have some guests on here throughout the year. And this is just something starting up. 
And, you know, we're going to run with it. Again, we'll be on Spotify, Apple Music. Thank you to Anchor FM, which is the dashboard to hook us up with these podcasts. Our RSS feed. And, um, you know, we'll have, again, you'll have This Day in Sports History on Monday. See what's going on. I believe it is October 17th. Tomorrow? The 18th is Monday already, right? It'll be Monday our next show, the 17th or 18th. Uh, no, that's Sunday. So it will be October 19th. The 19th. So we're recording on the 18th. And Oct- we're almost through October. And it's crazy. We're almost through 2020. I heard there's 79 days left till 2021. I was on the radio today on the uh, 94.3 The Shark. 94.3 The Shark. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, hopefully you enjoy our podcast. Yeah, less than a month until my birthday. Less than a month until Vlory's birthday. We will Three be weeks. throwing an absolute rager for it. Right, probably. It's COVID. Yeah, absolute rager with about ten. A virtual people. rager on ten Zoom. people. I mean, nothing, nothing, something light. A rager, a Zoom. Um, but rager. thank you for listening, tuning in, and for Mike Velarde. Thank you, guys. I'm Sal Milano, and we'll catch you guys yeah. back on Monday Later. for the barn burner. That wasn't that bad. What was it? What was it?